Hey, hey, welcome back to the All In Entrepreneurs podcast. This is season two, episode 16. My name is Carlos Reyes, serial entrepreneur, owner of over 31 companies with my business partner. Alex Sines, guys, welcome to another amazing, amazing podcast. Excited for this episode. Today, we got a very, very, very special guest, uh, a brother, a friend, and, uh, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, you probably haven't heard of this man's uh, podcast, business podcast, which happens to be one of the best business podcasts or top business podcasts in the entire world. The passionate few, not only do we have Mr. Omar Elatar in the building, but he's going to be dropping some wisdom with all of you today. So if you've missed all episodes prior to this one, even the ones with Grant Cardone <laughs> and Charlie Rocket and some of the other amazing guests that we've had, you do not want to miss this one, Mr. Omar Elatar, welcome, my brother. Thank you so much for making the time today. Thanks so much for having me, guys. It's an honor to be here, and I've been a big fan of what you guys have been doing from the outside. So thank you. Always brother. great to connect, and happy to add some value to people. Oh, you're gonna add a lot of value today. Yeah, we, absolutely. We, we got some heat coming your way. And uh, first question, not right. Just get into <laughs> it, right? Like, right into the hot yeah, seat. Yeah. Um, you know. How does it feel to be on the other side this time around of the questions? Yeah, you know, it's it's fun. It's it's interesting. I'm so used to being on the other side of the fence that uh, not knowing what to expect is kind of fun, though. You know, it's kind of like usually I have a plan for how to uncover a mystery, but when other people are kind of turning the table, it's fun. You never know what to expect, so I'm excited. Yeah, yeah so definitely you guys in the hot seat too. today. Let's do it. Yeah, right? yeah no, absolutely. Um, okay, so before we get into the meat and potatoes of, mm -hmm. you know, all the the value and the uh, the wisdom, uh, mm -hmm. the knowledge that we're going to share, you know, uh, through our experiences in this life and this journey, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, talk to us about Omar Elatar, uh, your upbringing. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that look like? Yeah, so I grew up, um, I would say, middle class, and um, I always wanted to do big things in life but I didn't have the vehicle. I think most people can probably relate to that, right? Maybe growing up, you get you know odd jobs like your friends, you're kind of figuring things out, you're trying things out, but I always wanted to do big things. None of my dreams were ever be a doctor or lawyer or engineer, right? Growing up, I played soccer, so I wanted to be a professional soccer player. And then I got into acting in short films, and I was like, oh, I want to be an actor. Then I got into skateboarding, and I'm like, oh, I want to be a pro skateboarder. So growing up, I always found these uh, sort of passions or hobbies and I would give my all to it but they never ended up panning out into a career so I found uh -huh. myself in my early 20s like shit what do I do and of course classic story but I saw a guy who had a Ferrari and I went up to him and asked him one time what do you do and he was like sales get into sales all the money's in sales it's the highest paid industry in the world and and so I just started hearing all this stuff about sales so um, my childhood went from, you know, chasing all these dreams to, of passions and trying to give my all to it to later realizing, dang, without skills, advanced skills, you really can't turn that passion into a paycheck. And temporarily, I kind of thought that and later got into kind of sales and door-to-door -door selling and stuff. So that's kind of the zoomed out version of it. I love it. And uh, let me just amplify what you just said. Mm -hmm. You said you've tried all kinds of different things a lot and, and you know why that's important mm -hmm. why that's important because i'll tell you what i've tried a lot of different things mm -hmm. and uh my friends and my family kind of used to make fun of me for it <laughs> yeah i've sold hats yeah 
Yeah. Right, remember? Yeah, I, I flipped hats. I flipped um, clothes. I almost became a multimillionaire twice working with the regional uh, mm -hmm. Mexican uh, industry uh, mm -hmm. music-wise. Mm -hmm. I um, Cars. And I, I, I flipped cars. I, mm -hmm. I did everything in my, you know, uh, diabetic test strips, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and they were always, man, you know, I, you just like lit up a light bulb, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody out there, that's watching and listening, they're afraid to try 100%. different things 100%. because of the resistance involved, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. of the backlash involved from immediate for immediate family mm -hmm. and uh, people in your circle, like mm -hmm. friends, right? Yeah. Talk to me about the, what, what that was like for you because I went through hell yeah, with same. that resistance. Yeah, same. I went through that thing where like family's like, oh, another, he's, you know, Omar, he's always yeah, doing this thing. Yeah. And then in your head, he's like, you got to just swallow that and take it and just know that one day shit's going to be different, you know? But at the time, it was like, just tried anything. What about this? What about that? I think, for example, like when you're a kid, like think of most kids, right? Most kids don't go like, hey, mom, what's my passion? Hey, mom, what should I do for my career? Hey, mom, what candy do I like, right? They go out and they try things. I love they it. try gummy bears. They try Oreos. They try yeah. baseball. They try soccer. They try football. They try, right, hockey, right? They try all these things, and then based on the feedback of trying things, then they decide, I like this. I don't like that. You know, the little boy will talk to Amanda, then he'll talk to Stephanie, and right on the, on the playing ground. He'll, oh, I like her. I don't like her. She's mean, right, or vice versa. So I think that when we're younger, we all do that instinctually. We try things, we touch things, we burn, you know, our hand burns on the stove. But as we get older, exactly what you said happens. We start trying things less and less and we mm. become more and more closed down, mm. more and more embarrassed to try things. I saw a thing actually, it was a, I heard from Tony Robbins that he said that they did a study of people um, age 20 to 30, age 30 to 40, 40 to 50 onwards, decades at a time. And they actually said that the average 20 to 30 year old will try less than 10 new jobs or activities in the span of a decade. Jeez. Over 10 years, they won't try. Whatever it is, whether that's it's wholesaling real estate or trying to get yeah, their license, shocking. or the, most people pick one or two things, and maybe they bear with hating it for a year or two or three, and then they try one more thing. And so the time horizon of them trying things is so long that pretty soon they just give up hope in, in a lot of contexts. I think that's what happens. People yeah, stop yeah. trying things and forget that, um, you know, kind of like scratch and sniff, just like when you're younger. You find you. That's why so many people, like you'll notice professional athletes, they all started when they were young. Most of them started when they yeah. were super young. Yeah, majority. They tried a bunch of stuff, found their thing, and went all in. Super young, by the way. Mm -hmm. We're talking like five, six, seven years exactly. old. So if at that level, at that age, they, you know, we all have an understanding that we try things and it works out, why the hell do we get older and then get embarrassed? Because you know, who wants to try a new sport in their 20s? Or who wants to try you know, wholesaling real estate or getting their license in their mid-20s, right? A lot of people do, but most people, I would argue, get embarrassed, feel nervous, don't want to be judged by their peers. What if I fail? I'm already older, right? So they that stuff holds them back, I so love they this. never know. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, I would say, um, so there's two different types of groups, right? So you have, like, your younger, um, you know, listeners, and mm -hmm. um, that, that you mentioned, like, they, over, over 10 years, they try a few things, right? Mm -hmm. But I think early on, especially because I started my entrepreneurship journey at 18, it's it's essential to just take risk and try things early mm -hmm. on because you're right once you get you know to 35 40 maybe you have a few kids mm -hmm. it does get a little bit more did you just uh, describe me? yeah i did yeah. <laughs> it then, does get a little bit more challenging yeah and then right? as you get older you 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 start you know whatever whether you're married you have kids you have debts you have responsibilities you got maybe bills you got a mortgage right so you have more and more anchors kind of keeping you down so yeah. on top of the already limited belief you have those things kind of 
tying you down and I see it happen all the time. You know, I, I, I love that you're, this is already starting like I'm, I'm already I'm already this is my this this is our language right yes because guess what um I have tapped in back into my inner child recently yes I love that thank you brother I say you don't you. stop having fun because you get old you get old because you stop having fun thank you I love that We're just right? big kids man um you know my my kids are bringing that out of me i was mm -hmm. disconnected from them for a very long time mm -hmm. um i had a lot of blockages that i had to work through internally mm -hmm. to to get here where i am right now and it's only going to get better, better and better and better right and now that i'm tapping into my inner child again mm -hmm. right it just goes back to everything you just said i want to try new things right i actually right. I, i'm i'm like a curious kid again right Right, I'm, I'm like, hey, Alex, let's go do these flight lessons, right? I mean, I've been yeah. bothering or you about go, that, right? Come golf with me. And this guy's like 12 <laughs> years younger than me, or probably more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and and then you know, golf golf lessons. Like, I'm, I want to go try new things. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm in that state uh, again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it just confirms what you're saying about you know we lose mm -hmm. that curiosity as we get older, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the other thing I saw this morning, by the way, watch this, watch this. I saw these guys uh, by uh, what's you know him, Josh Madrid, Jet Set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they were doing this this crypto punk stuff. They were like doing dances and stuff, and mm -hmm. I'm like, for my the old the old self of me said, "What kind of kid? What stuff are, is what are this? you doing?" Right, mm -hmm. and then I go, I go, no, I'm like, no, they're young. Mm -hmm. Like this is see, we were so quick to judge. Like, I'm, right. like the older of me, the old businessman in me, right, <laughs> was like, "What the hell are they doing?" And then I'm mm -hmm. like, and then I. I immediately caught myself mm -hmm. and I was like, wait a minute. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. It was like, why are more people doing that? Mm -hmm. Why mm -hmm. they're, 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 they're creating this like crypto slash NFT yeah. slash. First of all, they're, they're young. I think mm -hmm. they're all under 25. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, second mm -hmm. is who get, who cares if they're, they're going with the new wave right. of the NFTs and the crypto. Right. Right. Like, who cares? Guess what? I just text uh, Spencer Lazowski, the guy that creates all our digital branding, right? He created this logo, created that, yep. right? You got to get with him. I'll, I'll mm -hmm. introduce you. He's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Spencer Lazowski, I immediately after I saw that video, I text him and I said, hey, brother, I said, what do we got to do to catch this wave? Because he, <laughs> he was telling me about NFTs, mm -hmm. I think, last year. Yeah. Can you imagine if I would have just... Listen. been a little more curious at that time but mm -hmm. i wasn't mm -hmm. you know because i was going through all my stuff that i was clearing out and all mm -hmm. the baggage right he was telling me hey man there's this new thing nfts nfts nft you should look into it i and, and now everybody's on it and we're mm -hmm. still early yeah 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 we're, absolutely it's like it's like someone's creating uh like the iphone all over again right mm -hmm. like we're in the beginning stages the infant stages yeah. of all this and all i could say is this right curiosity you know that's the secret curiosity yeah. I, i'm so i am the most curious i've ever been mm -hmm. i love that and i think too earlier you said something you said that people lose their curiosity i think people don't lose their curiosity i think it's like a muscle i think um they lose their I confidence in their curiosity because they don't rep it and even like and things come out because people want rois real quick when they grow up right yep. when they get older yeah. so i can't tell you for example how many times i've gone to kind of like what you were saying the flight lessons i've done randomly like if i'll be stressed out i'll literally sign up for like a salsa dancing class or like right just it's yeah. so it, it doesn't make any sense yeah but guess what when you go there 
you find another business guy who also was you know was kind of de-stressing and wanting to connect or you meet someone else there and it becomes a business partnership because you're in the same alignment and the same energy so sometimes maybe i don't turn into a world-class salsa dancer uh, but because you're in the energy of curiosity, you start linking with other people that open doors and those doors could lead to whatever, another interview, another business, another transaction, yeah. new employees, right? Whatever it is. Um, but I find that anytime I pursue my curiosity, the universe always gives a blessing at the end of it. Yeah. I, I believe curiosities are divinely given. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we're just walking around and like, I think we're stimulated by something special. And I think if we don't pursue that, right? Right now, us sitting here in the studio, the people behind the scenes, the people sitting down here, we are all byproducts of following a path of curiosity where one day we could have said, ah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do wholesale real estate. I don't want to call Alex or I don't want to try to do yeah. it. Mm -hmm. But because we pursued it, here we are today. We're creating. That's right. Right now we're creating, yeah. by the way. And it's hard to go to a salsa class mad. You yeah, know? yeah. You're, like, you're in a good vibe. You know what would look yeah. like? You can't just go in yeah. there all mad. <laughs> you know what would look like dancing salsa? Have you ever seen uh, ben, uh, ben Stiller? Is it Ben Stiller? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember well, when he's well, like, well. along came Polly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? That's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what group. I would look like. Yeah, uh, oh, God. Uh, dancing salsa. But yeah. um, nonetheless, you know, uh, you're, you're absolutely right, man. Um, and then now that I'm tapping into that curiosity again, mm -hmm. that inner child, right? I'm like, where was this for the last 10 years? Right. Where was this for the last seven years? So let, let's talk about that. Like, how does, why does that get suppressed? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, rewind. 10 years oh, ago. Oh, man, he's about right? to put me in the hot seat no, now, right? Yeah. No, hey, this is, this is, <laughs> I don't know, but rewind oh, 10 yeah. years ago. I'm sure we could all add something, right? Rewind 10 years ago, you have you have Michaela, your first daughter. Um, you know, you're at the nine to five. Like what, you know, you had a few ventures that kind of went sour, mm -hmm. but like what sparked that curiosity again? Because it was suppressed for years. Uh, for me, probably pain. Mm -hmm. um, mm, yeah. Pain, pain did it. Um, I knew, man. Like I knew that I had, I had so much potential. Imagine being in corporate, like being working corporate America, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're waiting around for your quarterly or yearly reviews for a ten to thirty cent raise. Mm -hmm. Ten to thirty cent raise, brother. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like my CFO uh, last. I'm not gonna talk numbers. Yeah. Uh, but my, you know, my CFO, uh, you know, it's like this month, uh, December. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm paid me you know to like she takes care of everything first mm -hmm. make sure that taxes are good companies are good blah blah he's like hey you can pay yourself you know six figures x amount you know mm -hmm. what i mean can you that's what i didn't even make six figures working for over a decade in, in corporate america mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so if i wouldn't have pursued the curiosity of wholesaling real estate mm -hmm. uh i would probably still be in a lot of pain mm -hmm. and my family would be in a lot of pain and i wouldn't be able to uh, rent uh, a 5,000 square foot cabin the day of, yeah. right? This mm -hmm. Friday, I'm like, hey, let's just go, go to a 5,000 square foot cabin up in, you know, Payson, right? That's right, financial freedom. Made yeah. memories, had the best time. Of, I mean, we're all talking about it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, we got to take one of these trips every month or every month and a half. You know, mm -hmm. I just Beautiful. booked, um, you know, I just booked, uh, I'm going to fly uh, yesterday. Um, somebody hit me with the bill, you know, mm -hmm. it, was, uh, it was several thousand dollars. They're like, hey, uh, you are you coming to the uh, the Arizona Cardinals playing at the Dallas Cowboys? I'm a Cowboys fan. Mm -hmm. Sorry for anybody out there yeah. listening. I know <laughs> I know how many Cowboy haters there are out there, and I mm -hmm. I don't blame you. Um, you know, yeah. I'm hey, what's your uh, uh send me the bill? You know, mm -hmm. boom. Apple paid them. You know, like se several thousand dollars mm -hmm. for me and the wife, right? To to go, right? Mm -hmm. But I would be uh, how do I say? Um, not neglecting, but almost like um. 
not tapping into the real freedom that this life has mm -hmm. to offer every single human being in mm -hmm. the planet, not just special, unique, gifted, you right. know what I mean? Because right. we all, you know, we all have gifts, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. But we're not curious enough to make that discovery of what your gift is, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, to explore them, to try exactly. things. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, too, that a lot of times when you try things, when you have expectation out of it, it kind of ruins it, right? I'm sure you guys have seen in real estate where someone comes in and they're like, oh, I'm going to crush it. And because they don't crush it, you know, month one, month two, month three, they give up. But I'm sure the people that have had the biggest success are people that were willing to endure the shit the longest, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'll never forget too, Grant Cardone told me one time, this was like early on, he told me that success isn't like linear. It's not like, you, you know, say you want to make a million bucks, you make a hundred grand and then 200 grand and 300 grand the next year, 400. It's not like that. It's kind of like up, down, roller coaster. You eat shit, you have a big win, you go down, you big win, you go down, but you figure out a little, you know, a little angle and then boom, Sky shoots rocket. up, skyrockets. And most people don't ride that roller coaster. They want to, if they try something new, oh, it didn't work, I'm out. Right? Yep. Like a kid. like they um, quit. Yeah, they quit. Think about, I heard this this other thing too. It's like, think about kids. You know, the hardest thing for a kid to do is to learn how to walk. But what does the kid do? Gets up, tries to walk, falls down. Gets up, tries to walk. How many times do you let him try to walk before you just don't let him walk again? Say, 700. Hey, hey, just give it up. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They do it until they walk, right? Yep. And the journey of success or pursuing curiosities is the same. You just get better and better, and then pretty soon, what was once—I'm sure for you guys, your first transaction was a nightmare, stressful. Oh my God, what do yeah. I do now? You could probably do it in your sleep. You've seen the fires. You've been there so many times. Yep. You you develop the confidence, and most people don't stay the course. They don't stay the course. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned something earlier. Um, you tried a lot of things right. or wanted to do a lot of things growing up, but you didn't have the right vehicle. Mm -hmm. So let's get back to that. Like where like what vehicle was you know was a catalyst to success yeah so it's funny because there was levels right bumps so to speak yeah. um so in my early 20s i found myself um like trying to figure out like oh, what do i do like and i tried all these things nothing happened i did have some cool moments i got to travel go all over the country i worked for rob derrick at the fantasy factory um so i was having awesome experiences but i wanted cash yeah. right because kind of like you were saying and, and, and I've learned this, that if you don't have money, all your problems double. Because now, like you say, you need new tires. Well, that's a problem, right? But if you can't afford new tires, now you got two problems. Mm. You got messed up tires and you need a money problem. Money pro and then now guess what? If you go into your credit card, now you got debt. So now you got three problems. So you don't have money, your problems multiply you know, very, very quickly. Very. Um, and let alone a significant other, right? All these things, let alone ambitions or it's going like away with your family. Effect. Yeah, and then negative self-talk and then your belief, your con and it just becomes a negative domino effect. So that was kind of starting to happen to me. And I was like, shit, what am I going to do? So I found a guy who had a Ferrari one day at a gas station. His name was Art, actually. And he was like a young guy. And I was like, I was like, dude, if you don't mind me asking, you know, you're young. What do you what do you do for a living? Were you, did you ask that? You know, everybody has that. that, yeah, well, that went yeah, by. Yeah, Were yeah, you yeah. the first guy to ever ask that? Was that like, like Daniel Mac? <laughs> you're right. Like I actually used to make videos like Daniel Mac back in the day, but not as like uh, animated as him, but I yeah. used to, but uh, I didn't do it on video. No, I literally was just, I literally Curious. was at a gas station. I don't know if you guys have been there where times are tough in business early on in your journey, maybe, or you're at a gas station and you're like, fuck, I can't afford to fill up this tank of gas. Right. Yep. So you only put in 20 or yep. whatever you got yep. to, you know, to get you to the next, yeah, yeah, to get you to the next couple days or whatever. 
Um, and so I remember just sitting there thinking that, and then I like look up and I just see this guy who's like not too much older than me, pulls up in this Ferrari, music's blasting. Like and he was actually, um, was interesting is that music was blasting, but um, like he switched it after the gas to Jim Rohn. So he was playing like Jim Rohn, wow. which is a personal development speaker, loud in the Ferrari, like uh, it was a convertible yellow Ferrari. I was just like, dang, this guy. That's what made me like want to approach him because I'm like, oh, he's in a personal development. So I go up to him and I ask him, I'm like, oh, what do you do? And he's like, bro, if you want to make money, you got to get into sales. Um, sell anything, right? They're the highest paid people in the world. They get yep. paid higher than CEOs. Yep. Sales reps of corporations literally get paid more than CEOs if they're top performers. So he planted that seed in me. And then uh, the catalyst ended up being me taking that advice oddly uh, and getting into solar. I met a guy at a seminar who was like 27 and he wrote down, there was a sheet where, it was at a Tony Robbins seminar. Tony had a sheet where he had everybody write down their current income and then their dream income. So at the time, my income was like 24 grand a year or something. And I was like, I don't know if you guys remember when like 100,000 a year was like, yeah, shit, it, I mean, absolutely. Every, it's like yeah. 100 million if you, yep, yep. right? So he's sitting right next to me at the seminar and he's in his 20s as well. And I see that he writes down that his current income this year was 420,000. And that his goal for next year was a million. You're just peeking over. Yeah, yeah. I was like peeking over his sheet because I, oh. you know, because everyone's looking yeah. over, and I'm just like, holy shit. And I was like embarrassed. Yeah, you you weren't guy. even in the yeah. same ballpark. I wasn't right? even. Yeah, yeah, he he where he was starting at 420 was like beyond multiples of my wildest dreams. Yeah. But we're a year or two apart, so I'm like, what's the difference, right? And that's when I learned vehicle. And so I, you know, I asked him. I said, hey, bro, I hope you don't mind. I didn't mean to peek over, but. I noticed that you know you wrote down X goal, and I was wondering, you know, what do you yeah, do? Yeah. I'm looking for advice. He's like, yeah, I work in solar. Um, I do sales for solar. So when he said that, I'm like, ah, oh, sales connected. Yeah, connected dots. exactly. Yeah. Knowledge is turning the unknown with the known, bringing them together, right? So I came, I I talked to him, and uh, we came up with a game plan. He ended up hiring me. Long story short, right away I hit the ground running because I was hungry. So I end up uh, agreeing to get the job, and I start knocking doors in solar. And very quickly, I ended up being the top sales rep uh, in the office. But you got to understand, this is knocking on doors in the hot heat, yep. selling $30,000 solar systems to people who don't want you there, um, and trying to talk to them about lowering their bill. And the second you knock on the door, they open and they go, is this solar? And I'll be like, yeah. They close oh, the door. Wow. Yeah. So then we go, well, no, it's not solar. It's about power savings, right? You learn the nuances mm -hmm. of yeah, communication yeah, yeah. and kind of bridging that gap. So that was the first catalyst. And I think my first month I made like 5,500. My next month I made like 7,000. The next month I made 10,000. And so I started to taste the reality of, oh, my effort and skill, if I get better, equals higher income. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. You know? So that's where I started to understand that. Um, so that was like the first level of catalyst of seeing like, oh, wow, if I get good at this skill, there's unlimited potential. And then from there, I got uh, recruited to Tesla and then became a top sales rep there. And then, you know, the income just up and up. I quit that. And then that was kind of around the time that I started the show in a production company. And that's kind of when things blew up. So it was it was iterations. Right. But check this out. Check this out. Right. This is the power of trying things, even if that thing doesn't end up being what you want down the yeah. road. So knocking on doors, as much as I was in the hot heat and it sucked and it's like, man, this is for 100% commission. If I don't sell anything and I knock on doors, don't eight hours a day, I, yeah. I don't, period, 100% commission. Um, what that did in me, and I didn't realize this till later, 
right? You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back is it made me incredibly resilient. And when I ended up getting billionaires down the road and all these big interviews, it's because I was rejected all day long on the doors knocking on solar. So this is a piece of cake compared a, yeah. to, you what see what gift. I'm saying? What exactly. Gift, yeah. And then my first couple clients in production came from Tesla. And I would meet people that would come into Tesla um, that were high level sophisticated. So I met Bill Clinton's pilot and I would meet these high level executives. So while I'm selling them, I'm learning the nuances of high level communication, right? Yep. I wasn't how thinking about them. Exactly. I'm learning about how they think, how they navigate, talk to my assistant. I'm learning the nuances. Ah, okay. The I, system I, I has saw this pulled. live yesterday, mm -hmm. by, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I was really impressed. Danny sent me uh, a video of you closing Grant right on the spot oh yeah <laughs> and again whether it turns whether it pans out or not because i'm a businessman right, and i right, know right. like right. i know both sides right sure sure but holy smokes bro you are a closer <laughs> you, i haven't closers seen it, only yeah. we got to give you one of these hats you see this hat right here yeah, closers only it's, it's one of our brands for um sales training right right um you 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 yeah, did you a good video. i saw the Straight video the you're like you're like okay hold on let me get a picture just to make sure this is yeah, this yeah. Is right He's like you you are like so yeah, yeah. I am I'm I'm sitting here listening to you, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, hey, this dude just doesn't preach it. Like yeah. he actually lives it because I saw mm -hmm. it in person. Mm -hmm. Like yesterday, I saw this video of you just, what's up, boss? When are we going on? When are we getting another third another interview? Yeah, he's like, yeah, we need to. Yeah, man, that. we have to. Yes, we do. Where are you at on to right? You're yeah, like, I said, how, how long are you in town? He's like, oh, we're in town till tuesday or wednesday i was like perfect how's tuesday work you want to do it he's like yeah maybe talk to my just casual nice and light nice yeah. and light yeah. but but when he when he threw the when he threw a talk to my you were like oh you want me to talk to jerry glant right yeah, and yeah. then you, you were like no 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 talk to nick you're like well okay well how's she gonna know that this is right yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. oh believe me she'll tell me right yeah, like, yeah, yeah. i saw the whole thing yeah. happen so, so even that was a little bit i probably like overdid it a little bit but um yeah it, what i find is like just start at the end. There's a great book. One of the best books I've Here ever read in business. Have you read the book or heard about it? It's called Start at the End. I have uh, not, but I will now. Yeah, it's one of the best books I've ever read in my life. Changed my whole paradigm on it. It's called Start at the End. So it just says, imagine the transaction or whatever the situation, like the last step of it, like the perfect last step. If you have that in mind, then take all the actions you're doing and move them in the direction of it. Just set the intention, right? When it comes to speaking, they say, like, imagine what the audience is going to look like when you're done. Mm -hmm. This would have been great advice before Thrive, but I know you killed it at Thrive. Thank you. Um, but I, I, I yeah. imagined, no, I, I promised. Visualized. Yeah. them. I visualized. People loving it. No, no, but I've, I, mm -hmm. yeah, I visualized every single step, mm -hmm. and I played out every single step. I love From that. the meditation to, you know, my our squad here, Danny and Patrick, and mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I, I, I imagined every single little step, mm -hmm. but I did have the end in mind of what that was gonna, uh, what that was gonna look like, so. Do you, I, guys, I, I do you guys ever visualize the worst case scenario? I never do. No. Bro, no, it depends and on I, the situation. No, there's yeah. context to that yeah. question, right? Yeah. So like, um, like Tom Brady, he'll like he'll he'll meditate on the worst possible outcome. He just got best. spanked last night, by the way. Oh yeah, he, he <laughs> zero. He, I know nine zero. Yeah, he was pissed. But off. he'll, he'll yeah. yeah, but he'll uh, he's done this. Like he'll 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 uh, meditate on the worst outcome, visualize throwing three interceptions like last night, and then he'll visualize the best outcome. And the thought process behind that is, say you have two generals. I know I've told you this. Oh, yeah. You have two generals, right? Like, mm -hmm. and one general's you know you're you're following that general. You know you're at war. 
and the guy's like, yeah, just we're just going to watch the west side, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody just prepare for the west side. Versus the general's like, all right, let's account for every side. They're coming from hey, everywhere. Hey, they, may, they may come from the sky, mm-hmm. right? Like, what general are you going to follow oh, into war? That guy. Mm-hmm. You don't want to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. So it's true. You, you know, it's funny. You, uh, I think, is that something you learned from one of our mentors? I learned that through shadow. It's called shadow work. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and just loving to, all that. Yeah. Just to reiterate what you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. um, it was um, you. You were saying something very powerful. Oh yeah, success. Mm-hmm. How it looks like this, right? Right. And then one thing that we learned from one of our mentors, we should probably introduce you um, at one point, because uh, the guy is a brilliant guy, right? Uh, Jeremy Wilson. Um, he said success. He said success doesn't take time. It takes courage. Mm. Success doesn't take time. Mm-hmm. It takes courage. Mm-hmm. And I've ran. That's something that like I've ran. Like I don't think of it as. You know, and I and I get it because I'm a huge fan of Andy yeah. Frisella, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan. You know that. Um, but the fact of the matter is, you know, he, it took him like 12, 15, 17 yeah, years. It, you know, I don't plan on, mm-hmm. you know, uh, cutting my teeth for 12, 15, 17 years. Yeah. Not with the resources, not with the knowledge, not with the business partners around me, right? right. Not not mm-hmm. with the network around me. I'm not. I don't. I don't look at that. I look at now as resources, connections, right? right? I see. So Tools, it, it yeah. just takes tools it takes courage you know courage to ask the guy in the ferrari the question there yeah, you go exactly you yeah, see yeah. i think that's what happened with you mm-hmm. oh 100 it didn't take it didn't take time for you to go from twenty four thousand to x amount of money yeah, it no. took courage it, like and and then you were so curious mm-hmm. right you were so mm-hmm. you make four hundred twenty thousand. what do you do right mm-hmm. you know you were yeah, so yeah. curious exactly and those are the little things like i could have easily Totally saw that and be like, oh, I don't want to be rude, right? Sometimes we, we I don't want to offend him. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be rude. Yeah. It's not my place. It's yeah. private info, and just stayed that's quiet. fear. By the way, that's fear. Yeah. Yeah. And and stayed quiet and just kind of went to the seminar and da 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 and then left and go, man, what do I do? I see so many people that ask me, what do I do? What do I do? The whole universe is around you. So many people are creating. Go ask stuff. Scratch, you know, like scratch and sniff. Go explore. Most people never do that. And and the other thing too is to to your point about courage. Like when I started, you gotta understand, I had uh, Amir called in, who's a mutual friend. Shout out to the Halali bros. Yep, yep, yep. Amir and Ahmed. Um, but um, he called in and asked the question, you know, what was the biggest limiting belief you had to overcome? You gotta understand, for me at the time, four and a half, five years ago, I have no money. I have very little confidence in what I'm doing. Um, I have no show, no podcast. I don't know if I'm even good at it. You can ask Patrick and Danny and Lyle. I, I don't even know how to turn on a camera or edit. I don't know any of that. Um, and I didn't have the confidence or money to just like delegate it, right? So uh, I don't know if you've heard the story of how I got Grant for an interview. I've told it a few times. Have you no, heard it? No, I've heard it. Never. So, no. so the first time I interviewed, um, so let's quick backtrack. So in the midst of me being in that breakdown situation after Tesla um, and, you know, having a little bit of momentum in sales, making some money, but then I got to the point where I wasn't fulfilled, yep. right? Because one thing to have a vehicle that makes money, it's another thing to... You know, it's a science of achievement, but the art of fulfillment, which I know you talk about too, right? Because money doesn't equal happiness. You just have to get it to realize that sometimes. Um, But essentially, uh, what happened was I was in a rock bottom place uh, at the time leaving Tesla. My ex-girlfriend had broken up with me and, uh, you know, she broke up with me, right? So my ego was like, oh, hell no, right? And we're we're talking about marriage and all this. It was the first girl I gave my, you know, my full everything to. So when that happened... um, I was kind of like you were saying about what the catalyst for you was like desperation and inspiration, right? Like the pain yep, yep. Uh, was a catalyst. And so in that rock bottom moment, um, I remember that like she left me and I was like, all right, you don't want my time. 
I'll show you who wants my time, you know? And uh, even though it was spiteful, like, she loved three things, right? She was super into fitness. She was into sales. And so uh, she loved Quest Bars. She loved Hot Cheetos. And uh, she loved Grant Cardone by her bed. She had all these Grant Cardone books and DVDs and training. So what did I do when we broke up? I was like, I'm going to start a show, and I'm going to interview. You had the end in mind. That's right. right. So, yeah. I was like, I'm going to interview Grant Cardone. I'm going to interview the billion-dollar founder of Quest Bars, Tom Bilyeu. And I'm going to interview the founder the of Hot, Hot Cheetos. Cheetos and, um, and whatever it takes. Yep. Um, just to prove to her, spiteful in retrospect, but at the time I was like, I'm going to prove to her I'm the man, you know? Not that I wanted her back. It, it but was I just still a driving her. force for you. Yeah, it was an incredible driving force. So it wasn't like, oh, I want to try. It was like, no, I'm I'm fucking doing this, like, mm -hmm. period. I'm going to the ends of the earth. I will, or I'm going to die yeah, trying. Literally, yeah. I will do this, period. Yep. And if they say no, okay, cool, no problem. I'll ask, okay, is it cool if I check in in three months, six yep. months, a year? I'll be patient yeah, with it. No problem. It will happen. It's a, what I like to call, I have a journal called my Inevitable Realities Journal. And so I wrote it down in there. So it's important to have context of this, but yep. essentially I'm living in L.A., Granson, Florida, and I see that he's flying into town, um, uh, to be at an event uh, in Malibu for a couple of days. So I hear on the background of his Instagram story, Elena saying, hey, Grant, you still want to go to dinner in Beverly Hills at 7 o'clock? And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's go to XYZ restaurant, whatever it was. This is very faint in the background of an Insta story, right? Wow. And I heard that, and I was like, this is my chance. Fuck it. Like, right? Oh, I can't wait wow. for this. Yeah, this is my chance. Crazy, right? And anybody could have done this, right? Presumably, anybody listening could have done this, but most people don't. So what did I do? Talking about courage, I had to sell myself on the fact that it was possible. I drive two and a half, three hours to Beverly Hills, to the restaurant. I go inside, stake out the place. I, I see him, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, He's here. <laughs> oh, shit, this there works. He is. Like, I'm like 25% into the dream, and it's like meeting me halfway. So I'm like, so, but at this point, I'm so nervous, right? My heart's racing. So then I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? So I see them drinking. So I'm like, ah, let me wait a couple hours, right? The more inebriated loose, the more, the more my odds increase of getting yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. You were very strategic. Calculated, yeah. Oh, very. I, but really? yes, but very desperate because I literally had nothing. Did you think about driving back? Like, oh, I can't do this. I'm out. I did, but I, when you're so on the line, it's just like, fuck it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fuck it. And I remember even part of me thinking, either way, this ends up being a great story, whether it happens or not. Um, so, so anyway, you had the end in mind. That's right. You knew if that was a no, you would, you were gonna get a yes later. That's right. On. Yeah. That's right. And I figured, fuck it, fuck yeah. it, right? Like, um, and so, and and also, growing up, I always read a bunch of biographies, documentaries, and I would hear patterns. Like Steven Spielberg went to the Universal lot and set up an office. Right. Everybody that ended up doing epic things always did some weird, crazy thing that people were like, well, that's yeah. stupid. But that ended up being that unfair advantage in retrospect. So I knew I needed to yeah. do something drastic if I wanted my life to drastically change. So long story short, I go outside. I'm waiting outside the restaurant. And for two and a half hours, I wait. The door opens. Someone comes out. So my heart's racing to see if it's them. It's not them. So my heart slows down. Mm -hmm. The door opens. Mm -hmm. My heart's racing. Slows down. That's torture. So the whole time I'm in adrenaline, like I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just going through adrenaline, like uh, depletion, energy depletion. So I finally go up to him when he comes out, and I'm like, yeah, this is my chance. And I, and I, I was reading 10X, and so I used what I learned from Grant kind of on him. And I came up with, in my head, all the objections that he would give me in advance, right? And this is, I know it's a long story, but I'm just trying to no, this is, iterate I'm really, the courage I'm, I'm, thing. I'm in the story. I'm, so I'm actually imagining. The movie of you, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, yeah. I'm sitting here, yeah. like, uh, glass door, 
coming out it's mm-hmm. you know you're you're out it's it's nighttime you're in right? the bushes i was standing between valet and the restaurant yeah. so i had plenty of time for those two and a half hours so i'm staking out the valet i'm like okay cool that cadillac is probably a rental that's probably his car so i'm like planning you know what i can and of course like so much anxiety and nerves my mouth is dry i'm like this is stupid uh but i'm but i showed up anyway courage yeah. right so so finally they walk out and I go up to him and I say, Hey Grant, big fan of you know what you're doing, da da da. Um, you know, I uh, drove two and a half hours to be here to to just to see you and he's like, Wow, you drove three hours just to connect and I was like, uh, I was like, Yeah man, pleasure to connect. He's like, Yeah, yeah, let's grab a photo, no problem. So he did that, he signed my book. And then I was like, uh, by the way, I was like, I have a podcast in post-production, which I didn't have a podcast, but I told him post-production so that I had an excuse for why I don't have any followers now, right? Um, so I just thought of all these strategic ways to communicate. Yep. So I was like, I got a podcast that's in post-production. I know you would never do this. I know you're super busy. I know you're with oh, family. You I know, I, know I, I don't have a lot of followers or anything, but I was wondering if there's any way we can come. We'd be in and out in one hour, super easy setup. Um, I'd love to kind of tell your story and make it super easy for you. Um, you know, what do you think the best way would be to set that up? I didn't say, can I interview? Yes or no. I said, you know, what do you think the best way would be to set that up? Or who do we talk to to set it up? Mm. So I'm controlling the frame of the question. So now it's not, um, yes or no. It's, oh yeah. Talk to Stephanie. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so I tell him that and he's like, he's like, you drove all the way here just to ask me that. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, dude, uh, something to the effect of like, well, dude, you know, we can't just be on any show. Da, da, da. I said, I totally understand that. And I know you would normally never do it. I reiterate all of his objections in advance. And then I was like, um, I was like, but consider me the young man you once were uh, when somebody gave you an opportunity. Mm. And I just stayed quiet. And he just looked at me and he was like, all right, you got a card? So I was like, yeah. So I had a business card, even though I had no business at the time. <laughs> right. But I was like, yeah. So I gave him a business card and he was like, all right, I like you, man. And then um, he took it. He said, my assistant will get in touch. She got in touch and they said, hey, can you do the interview um, day after tomorrow at 2 p.m. in Malibu? It was this beautiful setup. It's like uh, the founder of Seven Jeans, beautiful mansion overlooking the water, like the whole setup. So I said, uh, I said, yes, absolutely. Uh, I had a bunch of plans that day. I had no money. I had no production crew, no money to pay a production wow. crew. I didn't know anybody. And I was like, yes, absolutely. We'll do Tuesday, 2 p.m. And for the next 24 hours... I went to the ends of the earth to find video people, editors, research interviews, read his old interviews, uh, find videographers, negotiate paying an invoice on a net 30. So I had 30 days to come up with the money. I called a real estate brokerage office. um, And you'll see in that Grant Cardone interview in the beginning of the video, I say this episode is brought to you by, I called a random real estate brokerage office to um, sponsor sponsor and fund the episode which paid for the production i made no money on it but i had to finagle this whole thing wow and keep in mind i have zero experience doing it zero and per imperfect act i'm embarrassing my way to success on this uh, imperfect action totally i'm was this like your I'm, first guest uh one of the first probably one of the first three yes um and i'm just purely winging it and so we show up we do the interview we put it out and long story short, that interview ends up being the most watched and downloaded Grant Cardone and Elena Cardone interview in the entire world for years. Um, and that just launched the show. Was it called like, The Passion of Few when you started the podcast? Yes, yes, it was. Beautiful. Yes, it was. Yeah. Wow. So that's just one example of like, you know, how scared, not that I'm so great or whatever, but like I was scared shitless the yeah. entire time. It's incredible. But I felt the fear and did it anyway. I, uh, I saw multiple things come out of that, mm-hmm. right? Out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. way out of your comfort zone right <laughs> yeah 
courage, mm-hmm. right? And you persevered everything, mm-hmm. everything yeah, from you're super resourceful, su- right, which yeah. is that right there. That if, is another thing. Yeah, I mean, as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. that's what people don't understand, right? I feel I always say this, by the way, and sometimes I don't. I, maybe I shouldn't because people take this the wrong way, but sure. I, I tell people that God favors entrepreneurs mm. because of the faith, the mm. faith that Required. we have. Mm-hmm in ourselves, in the, in the possibilities of things happening, mm-hmm. right? I feel like God favors entrepreneurs, not because we're like his special children, mm-hmm. but because of the faith factor that we have in ourselves. And that alone is a reflection of the faith mm-hmm. that we have in our creator. It's right? true. No, that's, I totally that's something so. that we both learned from one of our mentors too. Um, so with that, that's the first time I ever hear that story, man. Yeah, it's it's wild. There's there's a lot of failures of me. I did that for everything, for the Creator Hot Cheetos. I drove to like three or four of his events. Um, I asked him to do the interview and he kept saying, no, 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 no. And then... Uh, Finally, I found out that he was speaking at a church like four hours away. So I drove four hours to well, like a, church. Like a Mormon church? Like you no, became Mormon for a, a weekend? No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Was, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah, you're no. willing to, right? Like you're one of those dudes, man. Whatever whatever it takes, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, alive yeah. on this planet for this long. Omnish. I'm, I'm going to go all in, you know, yeah. all in. Yes, yeah, sir. And so um, I went to this church. Fourth time I go up to him, um, he's like, man, you don't give up. Uh, and I used the same line. I'm like, no, sir, consider me the young man you once were when you were pitching hot Cheetos and they turned you down. And he's like, all right, I'll do your interview. Damn. So check this out, right? Four Fast forward, now. check this out. So we do the interview, right? He becomes a great friend. Uh, Mr. Montanez has become a great friend of mine. Um, I've been involved with his charities and nonprofits. And solid, rock solid guy. Um, the, the interview does so well, right? It just it crushed. Um, it starts getting featured on ABC, Good Morning America. All, it starts getting all this press. Eva Longoria sees the interview, right? Oh. 20th Century Fox uh, with Devin Franklin producing it, Eva Longoria directing it, now is doing the movie on his life story. Yes. Wow. And so... and so When and was it, this? It's uh, They just wrapped shooting a couple months ago. movie comes out, I think, next year. Like I can't wait months. to see it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so... And so he was telling me, hey, man, like, you know, thank you so much for doing the interview. And when they made the movie, a lot of it is based on stuff we covered in the interview of his story, the step by step going from being a janitor. uh, You know, he's Mexican descent. He's went from being a janitor, making three dollars an hour to, you know, participating in what would end up being, you know, a multi-billion dollar operation with Hot Cheetos. Yeah, yeah. And got to befriend the CEO as a janitor. He cold called the CEO. Right. And so to me, I saw a small, small article about it. And I just went to the ends of the universe to figure out how to do an interview with him. And since then, I'm probably one of the only people that's ever interviewed him. He turned down Oprah, but he didn't turn down me. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the first interview I ever saw. Oh, really? Yeah, especially being you know Latino and like mm-hmm. you're right. I didn't see any other interview with him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. you saw that? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, man. that was incredible. Thank you so By much. By the way, I appreciate that. I have so many questions, and that's going to be one of them, which is like your top three passionate few interviews. We'll sure, get sure. there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. here, let, let's circle back around. Sure. Now, we've been talking a lot of entrepreneurship, a lot of mindset. Um, here we go. Ready? Uh, we already talked about when you wanted to become an entrepreneur, but my question is, what was your first mm-hmm. entrepreneur experience? Yeah. My first entrepreneur experience was um, coming out of Tesla. I quit my job at Tesla and I had started the ball rolling on interviews or like trying to like book them. So I had momentum with that. 
And I was trying to think of how I could make money in the process. So I got my real estate license. Um, and I was actually pretty, pretty <laughs> funny story. So my first listing appointment ever, because I always thought big, right? Yeah. All in, right? So people were going to these listing appointments that are like 500,000, 200,000. I was just like, why don't they just go for the big one? Right? I was naive. I don't yeah. know that like, you know, bigger clients like to work. Like the Josh Altman type of exactly. Listings, right? yeah, yeah, I was naive and I just screw it, right? So I um I, I find this city um and I find this expired listing and it's um I don't know if it was Fizba, I forget. It was an expired listing and uh I looked for the most expensive house in the area and it was like five point five million, right? So I cold called the guy and he picked up. Uh, my first cold call ever, my first listing appointment wow. ever, my yeah. first day with a license, the headset, Trilio or whatever. And uh, I remember, and uh, I call him, and he's like, hey. And we start talking all this, and I get the appointment. <laughs> and I end up wow. going to the house. It's like a $5.5 million property. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have never in my life even seen an agreement. Uh, to, I, yeah, yeah. I know nothing. I'm talking totally. But oblivious. you acted as if. Act as if, right? Mm -hmm. So I show up to this listing appointment. It's five and a half million. And of course, every real estate agent is right, calculating, okay, 5.5 times 0.02 on the calculator. I'm like, holy oh, shit. Oh, two, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, holy shit. Holy yeah. oh, shit, I can make six figures on this. this is my mm -hmm. first deal ever, right? Like, what if I, you know, uh, what if I double end it, right? What if I list it and I get and the other, yeah. right? Like, I'm thinking all, I'm like, holy shit, like I could retire, you know? Uh, and so that was my first um, kind of foray. So I go to listing appointment. I don't end up getting the property because pretty quickly he, he vets me out that like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, but I end up closing escrow on another property. It was like half a million bucks. So that was my first little pop at that. But I realized, ah, this is taking too much energy. So, uh, from the show and what I mm -hmm. wanted to do as an agent, it's a different dynamic. So I start a production business and I basically just figure out a way to, with clients that come into Tesla, that came in that I had relationships with, a lot of them are real estate agents, lawyers, right, established people. So I would I would say, hey, well, um, you know, we'll make you a commercial, by the way, I have a production business, and we'll make a commercial for your office, and let's say it was like 4,500 bucks, I'd sell them on a $4,500 package, and then I would find a video crew, pay them well, pay them maybe two grand for yeah. it, for all the work, um, and then boom, I would charge 4,500. Uh, my video crew um, would do it for two grand. So I'd make $2,500 profit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty good at that. So then I, I did that two or three times. And I started doing it more and more. So early on, that's kind of how I bootstrap funded the show. And then I would just spend all that money, reinvest it back into the show. Um, and then later started, stuff started blowing up with like affiliate marketing and that ended up getting like multiple six figures and then seven figures when it just compounded yep, after yep. that. But that was kind of my first foray into owning my own income kind of thing. I love it. Did you have any uh, mentors or coaches like getting yeah. into the podcast space? Yeah, man. So not with podcasting in particular, but in that rock bottom when the ex-girlfriend broke up with me, I'll never forget it. I had about $300 to my name, a couple hundred bucks to my name. And um, I was so desperate and uh, I had heard about coaching. But, you know, a lot of people are scared, right? Yeah. Or they only have X amount of money. They've never invested. It's a lot of money. At the time, it, you know, it's nothing now because I've paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for coaching and masterminds at this stage. But um, at that time, it was uh, this life coach, shout out Dave Thorpe, it was $250 for the hour. And to me, that was like half my net worth, right? So, um, so I signed up for a coaching session with him. And in that session, he was like, I'll never forget. He said, if life was perfect, Omar, what would happen next? Um, 
And I was like, shit, I've never, I never thought about that, wow. right? It's a powerful but, question. Right. Most yeah. people never aim for the ideal. They assume, ah, you got to settle with your partner. Ah, you got to settle with the business. Ah. But he's like, if life was perfect, right? Start at the end. If life was perfect, what would you do? And I said, honestly, I would inspire millions of people. I would make millions of dollars and I would meet some of the most amazing people in the world. That's all I know, I, to be honest. And now it makes sense that it, I would do a podcast and a show. But at the time, what he, what that coach taught me to do was instead of trying to make an entree or bake a cake, put all the ingredients on the table, see what ingredients you have inside of you, and then based on the ingredients of your skill sets and strengths, then make the entree based on that. Right. Most people set up to a goal, but they don't have the skills for it, and so they get discouraged because they try and they don't have the skill, right? Yeah. And it becomes a vicious cycle. So that day he was like, okay, you like to communicate? Da, da, da. What if you do a podcast? And I was, wow. like, I was like, oh, but how would I do this? And, da, 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 and I don't know how to do that. And, and he's like, I was like, well, I'd want it on video too. And he's like, well, what if you do a YouTube show on a podcast and you take the audio and you put it on a podcast, right? Very simple concept, but in a frantic mind of trying to figure things out, you, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And I was getting overwhelmed. And he was like, slow down, Omar. Just do one. Just do one video. Don't overwhelm yourself. The power of one, right? One transaction. We'll just mm -hmm. get to the finish line once. And then we'll revisit and iterate based from there. And that one ended up being, you know, whatever it was, Tom Billy or Grant Cardone. Who so was your first guest? Was it Tom? No, actually, my first first guest was a guy at a gas station. Art? Uh, no, it wasn't Art, but it was another guy who I did the same thing with. And he also had an R8, and his brother had a Ferrari at a gas station. His name was Cliff Braun. He was a network marketer, um, and and uh, he was the first guest on the show. I pitched him on the spot at a gas station. When when was when did you start the passionate feel? This was it was slow for the first year because I only posted like once a month for the first year, end of twenty sixteen, mm -hmm. and then we started ramping up uh, end of twenty seventeen, early twenty eighteen. Love it. But the first year was very slow. Well, so you mentioned, um, you know, the ingredients. Mm -hmm. Do you feel contrary contrary to that? Do you feel like any other skill is a, is achievable for anybody? So say somebody sucks at sell, sales, mm -hmm. do you think they can be good at sales? Mm -hmm. If they suck at communication, do you feel like they can develop that skill? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I think what I what I see most often, I'm actually very passionate about this topic. I think most people don't know how to cater to their strengths too well. Um, I think a lot of people kind of get into situations where um, they can kind of like um, – trying the same thing over and over that's not working but i think what i notice about people who progress uh and and like make progress on things is that they're catering to their strengths and i right. think people should work on their strengths before they work on their weaknesses because if you work on your strengths and you build the momentum with that well now you've got some momentum to work on your weaknesses with versus starting at ground zero and mm -hmm. working on your weaknesses Absolutely. so with communication or like even something as simple as like reading right people are like oh i suck at reading go read something you fucking love I don't care if it's Captain Underpants. I don't care if it's a biography about somebody you're obsessed with. Yeah, yeah. Just get in the process of um, um, standardizing before you optimize, right? Like just standardize the process of of whatever it is you want to do. And little by little, you can get better. But I think most people don't don't double or triple down on their strengths. Like, for example, find someone who sucks at communication. Yeah. I guarantee you if you talk about a passion that they love, they'll be phenomenal at communication. Yeah. They don't give it that attention and they can mislabel it and think they're not good. And so I think these are the kind of mind games that unfortunately, unless a coach or someone outside of you helps you with, a lot of people get trapped in. But yes, to answer yeah. your question, yes. Yeah, because I feel like um, like, like for me in my journey, like I, 
I never had sales experience, mm-hmm. but it's it's a it's a skill that you can achieve by being intentional with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like and you know keep keeping the end in mind. It's like all right, I want to be good at sales, and then you know, most people get stuck like okay, what do I do next, mm-hmm. right? And to me, it was always fairly simple. Like, all right, who's the best at it, right? Who can I go learn from? Where's the information to get educated on the that who? subject? Right. Yeah. The so, who, right? And I feel, yeah, the who, right? No, so, who, not why. the how, yeah. So for everybody that lacks a certain skill, like, it's, it's you're really in your own way, mm-hmm. right? You just have to make that that decision and have the intention to, with with that end uh, in, in, uh, in mind. Mm-hmm. And, and also, too, remember that, and I heard this from Steve Jobs, it's so true, that everything around us that we call life was made up by people who are no smarter than me or you. Yep. They're no yep. smarter. Yeah. We're, we all have the same, you know, 10 fingers, two eyes, skin, bone. Like, literally, we're all made of the same yep. matter, whether people believe in God or not. We're all, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. The same sun shines on us all. We consume the same water for the most part, right? The difference is the electricity in here, mm. you know? And that's yep. the magic. So, yeah. Let, let me ask you this. Um, you've interviewed a lot of seven, eight, Nine-figure entrepreneurs and ten, right? ten-figure entrepreneurs too. Ten figures on who's yeah. that? Uh, multi-billionaires. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. amazing, mind-blowing. <laughs> um, what are some of the patterns that you've seen that all these one percenters kind of share across the board? Yeah. So there's a lot. I love this question because um, this is my obsession, right? Why I do this. Yeah. So there's there's a lot, but I would say the core three, uh, number one, and in no particular order, number one is a phenomenal team. Like a phenomenal team, not a good team, yep. but an A plus team. Um, I'll never forget when I interviewed uh, John Paul DeJoyer's ten figure entrepreneur, who built not one but two multi billion dollar companies, and I had the privilege of interviewing him. I think a couple months after he had sold, uh, he, so he's the founder of Patron Tequila and Paul Mitchell Shampoo and Conditioner. Oh, wow. And I had interviewed him um, just a couple months right after he sold uh, Patron to Bacardi. They sold for five point one billion. They got acquired. And so I got to talk to him about the the exit and just his whole story and journey. And uh, I'll never forget it when I was in his office uh, while we were setting up for like, you know, the 15, 20 minutes while we're setting up in his office in Beverly Hills. And you got to keep in mind, this is the 45th wealthiest person um, in the country. Like you're talking mega, mega billionaire. And um, we're in his office and in the 15, 20 minutes, he must have had maybe 10 different executives come in and say, uh, hey, hey, John, uh, we need to do X, Y, Z, you know, whatever. They'd come in with a thing. He'd be like, uh, talk to Paul, tell him I trust his decision. He doesn't have to check in with me. Amanda, come, wow. you know, so, uh, someone comes in and they're like, oh, you need to sign this. And he's like, he's like, yeah, tell Amanda she can do it. She needs to talk to Stephen, make make sure they make a decision by 3 p.m. today. Don't check in with me. Did it, right? Just he was a professional. Boom, boom. People were in place. Amazing. And in that 15, 20 minutes, the amount of stuff he got done by delegating and just having the right people in place was at that witnessing that was so far beyond what I realized because I see so many other entrepreneurs six seven eight figure levels doing it themselves right mm-hmm. I'm sure you see it holding on to every role yeah, yeah and worried to like pay the assistant or find someone to help because they're hanging on to what That's they a got big lesson, yeah didn't yeah, we sure. just go through this yeah. um, a few days ago the last yeah. week right we call it lines of defense right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and and so that was huge so that's and I see that over and over you see it with Grant you see it with Tony Robbins like high level there's always a point person for every sort mm-hmm. of role they don't want right? to worry about that yeah exactly and they can't there's no bandwidth for them to focus on their core uh, genius right and the rest so that's number one number one is team like a plus team um number two is that they all played the long game right so this is very interesting so like when i interviewed um you know when you meet people 
I think of it kind of like time horizons, right? When you interview billionaires or multi-billionaires, they talk in terms of decades, multiple decades, right? 10, 20 year plans, right? Um, when you talk to people who make hundreds of millions, maybe they talk in terms of like a decade, right? Maybe a decade and some change. When you talk to eight-figure entrepreneurs, they think in terms of five, six, seven, eight years. When you talk about seven-figure entrepreneurs, they're talking about they're, they conceptualize and plan one to two, one to three, three years mm-hmm. out, yeah. right? That yeah. window. Mm-hmm. Six-figure entrepreneurs think about the year, um, people, or month by month by month or it, something. Yeah, exactly. And um, and people below that are just trying to maximize the month, their revenue, right? And then the lowest-paid people focus on the hour. How much I get paid per hour? You see that? Yeah, yeah. So like the the lower you, the more you, like the per, there's a direct correlate between wealth and perception of time to generate that wealth. Meaning billionaires don't care about the hour. Like later they do, but they care about the impact over the decade, right? So billionaires think in terms of decades. Millionaires think in terms of a couple years to a decade. Six-figure people think in terms of maybe a year or a month. Yeah. Uh, people who are just trying to get by for the month think about the month. And people who make minimum wage think about the hour. So that's one common denominator that popped out that the wealthiest people think in the longest time horizons. And when you do that, you can make mature decisions where you're not burning yourself out, where you're not getting stressed, oh, how come they're here, how come I'm not here, right? Because if you give yourself 10 years to make 100 million, you'll be way less stressed than if you give yourself three or four years and then beat up on yourself and never get there. And because you gave yourself a long time horizon, who knows, you exceed it. I'll never forget. Not a single billionaire I've ever interviewed, and I've asked every single one of them this, did, was their plan to be a billionaire? Every single one of them said no. 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 They just played the game long enough no. that that became an accidental byproduct of yep. it. Yep, I love so, that. So that's number two is the time horizon. Um, and number three is just resilience, like like you won't believe. right? Number three is like every single one of them had obstacles, didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Pardon my language, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss you on this. You are good, yeah. But... Um, John Paul, whatever, anybody I've interviewed, I, you know, even with John Paul, to give you the example, I asked him, I said, you know, you're the, you're the CEO at the executive level of not one, but two multi-billion dollar companies, thousands of employees. Do you ever pinch yourself and go, how the hell did I get here? Like, I just sold my company for 5.1 billion. Like, how did, how did this happen? And he goes, Omar, all the time. And truth be told, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, he goes, I know the wealthiest billionaires in the world. He goes, nobody knows what they're doing. It's just they the, just keep doing it. Yeah, you just you just wing yeah. you wing your way into yeah. competency, mm-hmm. and your team believes in you. And yeah. we're all figuring this out together. There's no path. It's very against nature to build a multi-billion-dollar company and have employees help you in the mission, right? Yep. So it takes so much resilience. And for every single obstacle that most people, men, women, you, me, everyone have heard, yeah. they also didn't know what they were doing. They were also scared. They also took imperfect action. But the difference is they did it, and most people don't. So. That would be it. Let me ask you this. Incredible. Uh, did you want to ask him? I was going to ask No, him I'm, I'm just digesting. This is that. beautiful, by the way. So let, let's recap uh, the, th- the the big three, you know, the big three patterns that you mm-hmm. you, you learned from seven, eight, nine, and 10 figure, uh, just mm-hmm. in case yeah. people out there missed it. Mm-hmm. Run them back quickly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, number one is going to be a team, yep. A plus team. They're not afraid to delegate. They're not afraid to... Um, sort of build a team to help you to go to war and invest right yeah Be- right and invest yeah. because that's the one thing you know we're building all these companies and we have uh, more than a handful that are over seven figures you know mm-hmm. more than a handful and w- we know you know we we do have we have great people around us mm-hmm. right but i feel like it, it's now that we're at that next level right 
we need talent. we need we need to invest even into more talent. Mm -hmm. You can't expect you can't expect to get a rock star that can run your company and you're paying this person forty thousand dollars a year. Right, right. It's just not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Right. So then, you know, it like the, the 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 CEO out there, you know, they have the wrong mindset. They're like, Oh man, but if I invest forty you know, sorry, if I spend forty thousand dollars on this person, uh, I'm saving myself sixty thousand mm -hmm. dollars a year. Yep. Mm -hmm. But how much money are you not making and how much time are you not saving by investing into the right people? That's right. That's right. Right? That's absolutely right. And, so, and it, I, go ahead. Yeah, no, and I think too, like, it always pays to delegate with the right people in place. And again, it starts with the start at the end thing. Because if, if you reverse engineer the end, like a lot of people, I think, fuck up their life because they don't think about the end. Mm -hmm. They just wing it and then one day get to the end and go, shit, I wish I would have done this. Do that in advance, right? Yep. I heard this quote one time. It said, live your life this time as if this was your second chance. And I live by that every day. Like, mm -hmm. imagine you fucked up your life, yep. right? Roll with me here. Imagine you finish your life and you fucked it up. And you were like, ah, oh, on your deathbed, you're like, oh, man, like, God, please give me another chance. Please, 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 I'll do anything. And boom. And, and God was like, all right, fine. And you snapped. And right in this moment, you wake up, and now you get a second chance. You know, so mm -hmm. live, li live like this is your second chance. Um, I think that's important. Um but yeah, to, to recap the point, number one is the A-plus team. Mm -hmm. And I, I'll never forget, I got to ask Magic Johnson a question one time, you know, because he's had success in business and sport. And he's I, crushing. Oh, absolutely. He's crushing. And I asked him, I said, what's the best, you know, of all these principles in life, what have you found as the number one thing in life and business? And he said, Omar, if you believe you're the best, then always surround yourself with the best. Because you're, if you want to end up with the best at the end anyways, why wait? Right by mm -hmm. trying to penny pinch, you're going to end up coming back around and then finding the best anyway. At I've least at the executive happen. level, right? Yep. And it's like if you believe you're the best, they'll level you up. Yep. Um, and you see it in all sorts of businesses, right? People hiring men and women much smarter than themselves. So number one is a plus team. Number two, time is magic. Play the long game. Um, and number three, uh, be resilient as fuck. Uh, I think that's important. <laughs> let me let me ask you this. How can your everyday person out there, specifically, maybe even some of the listeners that are listening right now, they're you know they're either at work, mm -hmm. uh, they're driving to work, right? Uh, I don't know if you saw the rant that I went on this morning on the the group chat that we had. Okay. Yes. Did you hear it? No, I didn't. I said because uh, we had to get here at nine a.m. Right. Mm -hmm. I there's there's a couple things that I've learned along the way as mm -hmm. an as an entrepreneur as a successful entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. One, I do not commute when the rest of no disrespect, when the rest of the herd commutes, mm -hmm. I don't commute between the hours of seven in the morning and nine in the morning. Mm -hmm. I do not commute. Today we did it for you because you are a very special guest, right? I appreciate that. I don't commute between seven and nine, mm -hmm. right? Two, I don't travel when the rest of the herd travels. Mm -hmm. I just don't do it, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So a lot of the people out there you know, that are listening and they're still mm -hmm. part of that 97, 99%, you know, they're, they're, they're living day by day. We've all been there. Right. It's not like it's not like oh we're better. No, absolutely not. We've been there, man. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, we all come from some kind of pain and struggle, right? Mm -hmm. What do they have to do in order? Like, if you can give them some advice, like yeah. what do they have to do to aspire, right, mm -hmm. to become like some of these people that you actually interview? I think two things, honestly, and it's super simple. Number one, get around people that are better, whatever it takes. I don't care if you. Other people have all the answers you want, all the energy you want. So number one is go get around better environments. Go find, uh, as silly as it sounds, right? Go find, you know, when I was a kid, I have I brought my cousin, shout out David uh, Morgan Vega, he's in the house. 
um, his grandpa um, was actually somebody I was very close to. And when I was very young, he actually gave me uh, my first book. It was called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yep. And by, that, Dale, by Dale, Dale Carnegie. Yeah. 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 And I'll never forget it. He signed it. He said, uh, what did he say? He said, hey, Omar, read this book. It'll change your life. Apply what you read and all your dreams will come true. P.S. It'll also help you get a lot of chicks. <laughs> Love, Uncle David. Right? Do you still have it? I still have it. That's awesome. I still amazing. have it. How to Win Friends and Influence Wise people. Wise man. Yes. Yeah. And Super. I, That's some and of I, the best. Yeah. And I, as you guys could tell with my career, I inhaled that book. Yeah. And I learned nuances, right? I learned that the most powerful sound in anybody's language is their name, right? You learn little nuances like that. Um, but my point is, is that- had Can I, you explain it? I've hmm? never heard of this. Yes. Their name? Yeah, someone's name. So the mo- so so in, when it comes to stimulus response in human beings in communication, certain things trigger certain things, right? If somebody says something about your family, it'll trigger you, right? Either positive or negative, right? If somebody talks about business or an opportunity, it triggers you one way or the other. But a universal principle in all languages to all human beings is the most stimulating sound to any human being's ears is their name, because it's what they hear the most. So, for example, if you um, if you're any in any kind of social situation, you say, oh, hey, what's going on, Carlos? Good to see you, Carlos. Man, always a pleasure, Carlos. Right? That little thing, it just builds a nudge of trust, resilience. Every little time, it builds a sense of connection, right? I wouldn't have learned that had I not um, read, the, read book, the book. Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't have read the book if I didn't get in a better environment. So even when I was very young, Uncle Dave used to take me. Actually, the first one was a T. Harv Eker seminar, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Mm-hmm. And I would go to that. And I was a kid, right? I and I didn't digest it at the kid. I was like, oh man, why is he dragging it's me? It's like going to these? church as a yeah, kid or yeah. something, right? Yeah, but then I started seeing like, you know, these millionaires on stage and like, you can believe it, you can do it. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And, How old were you when you were going to those uh, things? Uncle Dave took me when I was like 14, 15. What a gift. 16. Yeah. What a gift. Know? And uh, he unfortunately, he passed a couple years ago, but the lessons they live on forever and i still have that book but had i had that not happened it wouldn't have put me in an environment to see what a mm-hmm. seminar was like to hear what personal development was like to see him investing in seminars he used to tell me like hey mijo you need to invest yourself right in school like think about it people will pay tens of thousands of dollars to go yep. to college but they'll never pay five thousand to go to a seminar that could change their life around yeah. a skill right crazy and so at a young age those seeds were planted but the environment. So that's number one. The number one advice to people is go get in a better environment at any age. Go find the, you know, whatever. What If it's money you're after, go find the wealthiest person in your family or social circle. If you want to get in shape, go find the fittest person you know. The right? who. The who, right. Find Get good at identifying people who have some variation of what you want. And don't be scared. Call them and just... Even if, take them to lunch. If you can't go to lunch, get a phone call. Get something. Just get some synergy going. Kind of like a match, right? I tell people all the time who are trying to find their thing, think of yourself like a match. If I have a match and I rub it against that, I rub it against this, I go try things, it may not light, but when I find the thing that lights, boom, that flame could last a lifetime. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's number one, get in a better environment. I always say like go where rich people are, right? Like when energy's down, like I'll go to like the best resort in town. Don't you go to Phoenician? Yeah, I go to Phoenician all the time. That's where where I'm staying right now. That's where we're staying right now. So what I'll do, I'll grab my laptop or my journal, just chill in the lobby. Because you think about it, what kind of energy are people going into that resort with? Exactly. Right? Like they're, they're, nobody's paying $500 to $1,000 a night and down on themselves walking into the resort, right? right? They're coming up. They're moving with purpose and intention. So I just, you know. I uh I love that environment. 
I mean, and then for another just, you know, action step, you can go to meetup.com and, you know, whatever your passion is. I mean, there's meetups with real estate. I'm sure there's some production and podcast meetups, um, arts and crafts, all types of things. So meetup.com is a great resource, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and also, too, I, I was telling my cousin this yesterday. It's like, you know, if you went to like a Motel 6 or some regular place, yeah, you'll save the money. But but think about what you lose. Right? You lose the energy. Yeah, you lose the energy. And when you're in there, who's the guy who sits next to you at the bar? Who's the guy exactly. right at the pool? Who's the guy at the, the? How are you treated? Right, the service. Right. Hello, sir. Good morning. When you when you're when you're at that level of service, you start to identify. Oh, okay, cool. I'm a professional. I'm a, so then when you go into your business decisions, you make decisions like somebody who gets treated well, versus like, you know something that's not at that level. And yeah. I'm not saying over leverage yourself and be stupid financially, but I definitely believe that whatever it takes to get in a better environment, you put your hand in glue, it'll come out sticky. Or even go like to the best steakhouse and sit at the bar, you know, grab yeah. grab a drink. Yeah, right? a drink. Yeah. And for <laughs> yeah, like you know, 20 bucks, $30, yeah. but yeah. who are you going to sit next to? And it's it's that curiosity and putting yourselves in position to win. I, I used to, true story, I used to go to Equinox Gym. It's a gym in California. Yeah. It's like an upscale spot. Yeah. I'd have maybe... Five six hundred bucks to my name when I started five years ago or so, and uh, the membership was like one hundred seventy a month or two hundred a month, and I literally would spend money, drive an hour to go to that gym just so that when I pulled up in the valet, I see Ferraris. All right, the people I'm working out with are executives and CEOs. If I go to the pool, I'm working out with somebody who's a VP at Sony. Right, mm -hmm. the conversations are different. different yeah. And if you go to a local gym and it's a a dude with, um, you know. Who just like tattoos who's trying to be like a tough guy and is riding his bmws outside yeah. right the ego it's just, nothing wrong with that but it's just a different energy yeah. right yeah. and so for me it's all life is so short it's all about the energy yep. so that's number one and number two honestly the advice i would give is go get w's like go get wins mm. right whatever it takes right yep. charlie rocket talks about getting on a winning streak anytime i'm stuck even with my team whatever go get a win Go get, go eat some fruit. Go go for a walk. Go for, like little wins compound. Mm -hmm. They put you in a good energy. If you're stressed over, go meditate for five minutes. It doesn't even matter if it's a linear win or if it's a money win. Just go get in, in a winning momentum, and it will beget more um, momentum. You'll get more W's. Compound, so yeah. that's my best advice. Go get in a better environment. And go get little W's. They'll lead to the big W's. Latte. That's Charlie's go-to. That's amazing <laughs> uh, advice for anybody out there watching or listening. Uh, let me let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Um, cause mo most people out there, they, they have this, this like perception, mm -hmm. right. Or misconception of like, oh man, most of those dudes that are successful, mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're born with it. Mm -hmm. They were born with it. Have you, have you seen that around oh, yeah, as yeah. a pattern, right? Yeah, Among people that are yeah. not successful, right? Mm -hmm. They, they feel like, oh man, you know, oh, lucky him, lucky her, you know, they were born with specific things that I wasn't born with, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, oh, I shit. can sit here and say, hey, man, I don't look like, I don't seem like Justin Bieber. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I don't seem like Justin Bieber, but I didn't focus and concentrate on the things I didn't have, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Circling back to what you were saying, I started really sharpening the things that I did have. Mm -hmm. And and that's what a lot of people out there, they have this misconception that you you have to be born with these gifts, right? right? What's your opinion on that? One quote sums it up. Everyone is self-made, but only the successful will admit it. Mm. Okay. Everyone is self-made. Yeah. And people say, oh, I'm a self-made multimillionaire, team-made multimillionaire. Everyone is self-made, but only the successful will admit it. The people who don't find success, 
oh, well, this or that. They'll mm. blame the environment. Yep. Yep. But guess what? The person who was successful had the same shit. You yourself yep. became a multimillionaire coming from humble beginnings in Mexico, right? I guarantee you there's someone who came from that exact background and used your story as a reason for why not, why yeah. they didn't achieve it. Yeah. So um, that's it. Everyone is self-made, but only Absolutely. successful admitted. Take ownership. Yep. I think that's the difference. I love it. So, you know, speaking of some of these listeners that are out there listening or people mm -hmm. that are watching, I feel like we've all been there where we kind of feel stuck. Right. Right. Because I, I felt when I was in corporate America for 10 plus, mm -hmm. like I felt I felt stuck, man. I felt stagnant and it was making me very unhappy. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is this, because I've asked you this before off air right. several months ago. Right. How do people become unstuck how do they mm -hmm. get unstuck from what they're going through presently mm -hmm. yeah I th so i think it's uh, different for everybody but i think honestly the common denominator is like think about the situation you do want to be in right so instead of for example thinking like oh i'm in debt i don't want to be in debt what do you want do you want to have a thousand dollars in your savings do you want to have ten thousand in your savings do you want to have a hundred thousand in your savings right so like focus on what you do want not what you don't want so what, what I tell people is like people who are stuck, usually what happens is, and at least in my opinion, is that they haven't set up a scenario for themselves to win. They haven't defined the game in a winnable way, right? Like if you, for example, let's say you feel stuck because, give me an example of something, for example, of how someone could feel stuck, maybe like at their job or something. No, I'll give you something that mm -hmm. I went through earlier this year. Okay. <clears throat> I did not know mm -hmm. that I weighed around 270 pounds. And my wife recently confessed to me mm -hmm. over the weekend that she wasn't as attracted to me as she once were when I was getting big. Wow. That I was. How did you that strike you? You know you what? Go. <laughs> I'm like, I've been with this woman for so like, I'm yeah. like, why didn't you tell me this while I was like 200, almost 300 pounds? Right. You know what I mean? Like she literally just confessed that to me. And she confessed it to me for the first time in front of a lot of other people, like our family. <laughs> so I was like, damn, I didn't know you felt that way. Yeah. Right? I think that would have helped. You know, right. I would have probably started this like journey a little sooner. So so call it self image. Right. Okay. There yeah, you go. Yeah. So I was I was stuck mm -hmm. um being, you know, unhealthy and mm -hmm. not being happy about it. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I was stuck with that for yeah. a while. Yeah, so so what I would do in that situation is probably what you did is you committed to do something about it right? You set up a train track to get W's, whether it's a trainer, whether it's, um, you know, so one of my coaching clients, he actually, he's killing it. Um, but he also had a similar situation, right? It's like, and everybody values different things. They have different priorities at different times. So some people might be valuing family. Some people might be valuing fitness. Some people, right? Everybody has a different priority at any given time. Uh, but for him, he's killing it in business and he was struggling with, um, with that. So what did we do? We put a plan in place so instead of being stuck, now he doesn't have time to be stuck because he actually needs to spend that time um, with his trainer. So he committed to get a trainer. Mm -hmm. He committed to get a meal prep. So usually if you're stuck, you're in a habit of being stuck. You have a system for being stuck. Mm -hmm. You might not be consciously aware of it. So what do you do? Change the system to the system you want. Mm -hmm. Right? Because if you think about it, being fit, I guarantee you your dream fitness goal, I guarantee you there's somebody there feel stuck in a different area of life mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying yeah. so it's a it's a it's not a, a final destination it's really i think uh most people have what do they say uh there's an expression that says most people um uh what is it they have they take a shortcut to unhappiness and they take the long route 
uh, to happiness. I butchered it, but something to the effect of like most people have really great systems for how to mess up their life, how to get stuck. Because think about it. The average person, when they get home and they sit on a couch, lay their head back, they don't sit back and go, ah, what an amazing day. I'm really grateful for this. I had an awesome day with this. Me and Alex closed a bunch of deals. Man, my beautiful family's there. What do most people do? Even high achievers, they get home. Oh, shit, I got to do this. Oh, fuck, I got to be there. Oh, I'm late for this. Oh, we need to close this. They're living the the money with their future. Hey, what happened with the thing? At every level of success, right? Like, oh, shit, I got to do it. And so we develop these habits and patterns, and the patterns are what make us emotionally respond to them. The difference is that people who know how to get in flow have patterns the other way. Have patterns for gratitude, systems for gratitude, gratitude right? Routines, yeah. Whatever it is, yes. W- routines, prayer, working out, um, right? Maybe healthy conversations with their significant other. Hopefully, not exposing them for their weight stuff in front of family, right? But but whatever it is. So I think <laughs> yeah. um, getting unstuck is just putting yourself in a momentum where you don't have the luxury to, because you yeah. got a system in place, right? I love it. Um, what do they say? Um, light isn't the uh, what? What's the expression? Light isn't the... No, dark. darkness isn't the absence. Op- yeah, darkness isn't the opposite of light. It's uh, what happens when there's an absence, absence. of light. Yeah. So I think putting light to whatever it is you want, going back to the get W's, yep. go get W's. Because the final destination won't make you happy. Progress equals happiness, yep. right? Not perfection. I love it. So, so progress. If you're stuck, go figure out... A, go commit to something, like for reals, because then you'll be... You'll, you'll have... Like say it's a weight thing. Go sign up at an MMA gym for a class or a boxing class or whatever. And now you're like, oh, man, I'm stuck. Energy is going to translate to, oh, shit, I got training at six. Mm. Oh, I got movement. Right? See what I'm yeah. movement. It's just little movement. W's. Yeah, little W's. Um, emotion. Energy and motion. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So so I think that's the name of the game. There's no, you can't think, this is a powerful thing. Because um, I used to be stuck a lot. And, I, and, and that's the problem is like this world belongs to the doers, not the thinkers. Yep. A mentor told me that one time. That's why so many of us know. Think about it. How many people do we know that are way more intelligent than us, uh, way more philosophical than us, but are doing way less better, at least by average standards in life? Like than financially. Us. Yeah, yeah, financially mm-hmm. than us. Yeah, It's not the smartest people. It's the people Hundreds, that take action. Yeah. Some of the greatest philosophers in the world thought themselves into stillness, thought themselves into like, oh, yeah, I don't know what to do. I can't take imperfect action, so I'm not going to do it. I've right. seen that. Uh, so it's that, not about thinking; it's about have doing. Seen, have you seen that meme of the thinker and the doer? Yes, remember? yes, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's like on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the thinker is just sitting there, kind of stuck, and then the doer's like MIA, like he left, right? He's out, right? You know, he's taking action, <laughs> uh, incremental, like you said, not monumental, right? Mm-hmm. Little wins, um, little progressive forward, even if you're failing, yeah, right? Uh, actions every single day. Jeff Bezos has a cool quote about that, right? He built Amazon. And uh, someone asked him a question about um, his productivity secrets, right? You got to understand, Amazon, this guy has, I don't know if you guys know this, guess how many employees Jeff Bezos is approaching having? 4,000? 100,000. Okay. So over 700,000 approaching wow. in the next one to two years, a million employees. Imagine a million Total, employees. Wow. A million employees. You're signing yeah. a million checks every month, right? Well, Think, he's not. Well, he's yeah, not. But, because he has a great team. That's right. But imagine <laughs> yeah, right. Really. But imagine building the structure, yep. the infrastructure for that. Um, that's massive, yeah. So they asked him about what his secrets to productivity are, and he said, I only have one, one secret, and that is um, that whoever can break down the big complex into the smallest bite-sized chunks better over a long enough time horizon wins. Mm. So it's about chunking the complex into a simple step at a time. 
And what happens is that most people, they get overwhelmed by the complexity of stuff. And so they just stay stuck, yep. right? Because stuck is an excuse not to try, mm. right? I'm unhappy about my weight and I'm pissed off and da 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 is an excuse to not be like, hey, boxing gym, I was wondering, do you guys have an open slot at six I can pop into? Yeah, you do? Okay, cool. Hey, Pilates place. Hey, yoga place. Whatever it is, right? Get in the momentum of that. And in that energy space, things will reveal themselves to you. And that's how you get unstuck. That's how you get in flow. I love it. Right? That's how you can ride the wave instead of fight the current. I love it. Um, you want to ask him the, the last question? One of the last questions here? The one we always do? Or no? No, 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 no. no, no. I'll, I'll do, <laughs> I'm like, no. there's been a few 2022. Ones. Yeah. So what's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's... Yeah. It, we I think we all have... Uh, we all have these these macro, mm -hmm. you know, uh, versions of our goals for next sure, year, sure. right? Mm -hmm. And like you said, you know, then you, we break those down into you know micro increments, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What what is on the horizon for Omar Elatar in twenty twenty two? Yeah, man. So uh, it's funny you ask because we actually recently just started adding a new element to the interviews, and so for me, from the very beginning, uh, what I plan to do next year is an extension of what I plan to do from the very beginning, and that is to um, build a business and a media uh, that is a conduit, right? That is kind of the the bridge, if you will, from some of these amazing men and women like yourselves yeah. who um, are doing amazing things in the world and the average person who will never have access, right? The average person will never get to sit toe-to-toe -to -toe, uh, with people like yourself or you know, some of the people I've had the privilege to live my dream uh, interviewing, doing business with, Unless working with. like an event or you right know, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but those are not as they're know, not a they're, more they're, impersonal they're not they're not intimate for sure exactly no, no. Uh, but there's still tremendous value in them mm -hmm. but yes i agree with you so for me i don't take it lightly i truly believe that i i trip all the time that i'm living my dream getting to do what i do i'm like oh shit that's me in the videos holy cow how did that happen but to me i just want to keep doing that and the extension for next year is not just interviews uh, but actually be a bridge to people in a practical way I love it. through call-in stuff where we can hear from men and women all over the world, the stuck people that you mentioned, and be able to download the wisdom from A, the research we're doing, mm -hmm. uh, but also B, um, get to give it to them in a practical way. So to me, that think of like a Dave Ramsey type situation where mm -hmm. people call in. So to me, I've always been the type of dude who um, the art comes first. And in business... Um, you know, that's I've always tried to build a business in parallel to it. And it's come with upsides. Um, and it's certainly come with downsides, right? Yeah. Because there's opportunities that vary industry to industry. But to be honest, I'm so red hot for, for what I do uh, on the content side of things uh, that for me, I just want to reach as many human beings as possible that can call in, ask questions, and bridge that gap. For me, that, that lights me up because I know what it's like, just like yeah. you guys do, to be on the other end of advice where something happens and boom, your whole life changes because of it. Like you said, you light the match and it stays stays on for a lifetime. That's right, right absolutely. And it lights and, others. Yeah, and then and then as far as the business stuff, you know, I've been super blessed in that, you know, when I started the show, um, I didn't do it for money. Honestly, right. I did it for passion. And but then I I learned about like affiliate marketing. Right, we started getting AdSense revenue. We started getting sponsors, and so you know, there's times where. I remember my first time dreaming of making 10 grand a month. I was like, whoa. Then I dreamed of 100 grand a month. I did that, whoa. And then, I mean, just last week, I was, you know, but we did over 100 grand last week alone in net profits. And like, and so, like, as things have grown, I have found that I've been blessed enough to let the art and the passion lead. And because the business we do works so intimately with clients, yep. um, it just ends up being a natural byproduct um, of the content, you know? 
So to me, my goal for next year is just keep doing more of what I'm doing. Mm, And better. Better, yeah. Mm. It's funny. People ask me all the time, and I I feel like I should say, oh, my goal is to do da-da-da-da. But I look at, you know, other people I respect and admire's career. And, you know, when you look at Kobe, they say, well, what's in store for next year? Same shit I did last year. Same Kobe. I just want to do it better. I just want to do it better and better. I want to do less better, a better team. I just want to level up. Um, Fitness is a priority for me going into next year. I got my health trainer, right? So right, we're all we're all uh, working on these things. So absolutely humble enough to try to work on those as well. Playing the long game. That's right. Yep. Yep. Time is magic. Yep. Boom. Where can people find you, brother? People can find me on Instagram at Omar underscore the Rockstar, or maybe depending on when you watch this, at my new Instagram handle, uh, which I just uh, purchased at Passion on Instagram. Oh, Ooh, actually, I love it. actually acquired the handle for it. So Do me a favor. Cool. Give me the connection to whoever you're going through because we got some other accounts that we have to you know merge and sure yeah i have a guy too okay very cool so yeah so you can find me there or on the passionate few channel on youtube feel free to shoot me a message um shoot me a dm let me know you heard from these guys don't you have a phone number where people can text to uh, no, 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 not not like your cell phone. Don't yeah, you always, I was like, don't you always give out like a text this? Oh yeah, they can call in. Yeah, does anybody have that number offhand? We'll pop it up. Yeah, oh, you know what? We'll put we'll, it in. Yeah, the we'll description. put it up. Yeah, we'll yeah. pop yeah. it up here. Put it in the description, description down below. Yes, you guys can write your question and maybe call in the show, and uh, take a question personally. Wh- where are you having your show uh, live on? YouTube. YouTube. Okay. So it's going to be on YouTube, and then uh, we're going to have a podcast set up for it as well. Beautiful. By the way, great news. Uh, Patrick just told us that uh, uh, Grant's uh, confirmation for. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, I believe. Yeah. Oh, nice. Did you not know that? Yeah, no, I did know that. But uh, actually, I got an email uh, last night saying that he's actually they changed the flight, uh, so that they actually can't do the interview, even though we confirmed it at the at the when we talked about it at the dinner in the video you were talking about earlier. So um, they reached out and said that he's leaving Malibu a little sooner. Okay. So we might he, be doing okay. it another day. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, it'd it'll be, happen. It would be the third time now, right? So fourth. Fourth time. Yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. No, Grant's become a client, and, and, and yeah, he's he's That's solid, amazing, so, yeah. brother. Guys, Mr. Omar Elatar. Um, yeah, give it up, man. Man. Uh, what a yeah, what let us know. Amazing what you... podcast. I mean, full of wisdom and um, so much to process and digest. This was one but, of my yeah. favorites. I'm, this is probably the only podcast that I'm actually going to rerun. <laughs> I don't. I don't consume a lot of content. Sure, sure. I don't, you know. Uh, but this is uh, this is definitely one of the podcasts that I'm going to rerun to digest everything we yeah. just. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean, I appreciate yeah. so, that. And yeah. and one last piece of advice, if I may share, is yeah. for people out there who have a dream or a goal or something they're working on, um, it is so possible for you, and your fears about it are the only thing stopping you from it because everybody that lives their dream or tastes their dream, just like you guys saw, yeah. I'm sure at one, you guys had to sell yourself into believing this was possible. For sure. Did you ever believe you would build multi-million dollar businesses? Did you think that was possible for you, even though you aspired for it? You know what? I don't think that we didn't, that we didn't, like we didn't believe, like, right? Mm-hmm. right? We were always mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to be successful. We just didn't know what that looked like. Right, yeah. exactly. Oh, and that's yeah. the whole point is that nobody knows. It's no. a, I interviewed Tom Billy recently and he said, honestly, the best way I can explain it is I just embarrassed myself to success. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love Like that. literally just yeah. do that. And I went from being a kid with a dream, listening to these Tony Robbins videos and inspired by going to seminars to pursuing my dream, having amazing things happen. Um, and you know to the point where tony robbins himself personally reached out to me and would invite me as a guest they flew me out i got to have a free ticket at his day with destiny event ten thousand dollars seat got to go backstage meet him talk to him i never would have in a zillion years imagined that um unless i bet on myself so 
Um, if you're watching this and you're inspired by anything that these awesome dudes are sharing, uh, remember, bet on yourself. It's scary, but if you feel the fear and do it anyways, you're alive on this planet for this long. So go for it. You know what it's like if you don't. Why not find out what it'd be like if you did? Mm. Mm, preach. Sure. Oh man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate brother. it. Carlos. Amazing, yes, amazing, sir. amazing. Guys, appreciate you guys. Till next week, guys. Thank yes, you. Sir. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for tuning in. And uh man, give us some feedback on what you you thought about this uh this episode. God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.